Hello and welcome to the From Chaos to Peace with Connie podcast. I'm Connie Graf, a Swiss certified expert in finance and accounting, a clutter clearing coach, or how I like to call it, muse, and I'm very passionate about astrology. It is my mission to help you move from chaos to peace with ease. What you will hear me say over and over is a few minutes a day keeps the chaos away. And with chaos, I'm talking about the physical, digital, social, financial, mental, emotional, energetic, and spiritual clutter that accumulates in our life and business. Well, hello, my friend. Happy New Year. And thank you so much for allowing me back into your ears. This is episode number 106 from the From Chaos to Peace podcast. And today I want to talk about how I close and review a year to then move forward into a new year. First, I want to say, yes, a new year has started on the calendar, but outside it's still dark more than light. And here, where I live, it was really cold the past few days and everything is covered in a thick blanket of snow. Nature is still deep asleep. So energetically, at least for me, it doesn't really feel like a new beginning or a new start yet. And in astrology, for example, the cycle starts with Aries, which is in March and April. And that's also when nature wakes up to a new beginning, when it's spring and we, well, I for sure, start to wake up and feel that urge to move and create something new. So for me, it makes way more sense to start the new with the support of nature and the sun and moon in Aries than now in the dark of winter when it's cold and all we want, or all I want, <laughs> is to hide and hibernate. Of course, saying that, I'm speaking to people who live in the northern hemisphere, but I know I have listeners in the southern hemisphere as well, mainly in Australia and New Zealand. So for you, it's not winter, but summer. And to be honest, I have no idea how New Year feels to you. But thinking about how I feel in summer when it's the hottest, it's often also not the time I feel full of energy to start something new and to bolt ahead. In Switzerland, we have a saying that we're laying around like a bunch of dead flies when it's too hot. But then again, I don't know if that's how you feel. If you are in the Southern Hemisphere and you listen to this, let me know how New Year feels to you. You can email me or write me on social media, for example. Send me a direct message on Instagram. I really love to know. But back to me wanting to keep hibernating just like nature rather than setting off to new adventures right now. I'm saying this because maybe you too feel that way. Maybe you too don't feel motivated or full of energy to start something new yet. Maybe you too feel it goes against your nature or against nature in general. If you do, I'm here to tell you you're not alone. But we do hear all about setting goals now and then come January 1st to start going for it all the new year, new you messages and whatever else is said out there. But again, my body feels like hibernating. My brain feels like reflecting, contemplating and planning. 
getting clear still, and my heart and soul feel more like staying wrapped up in a cozy blanket hidden from the cold world than going out and killing it, so to speak. Okay, with that out of the way, I want to say that doesn't mean I don't do a review of the past calendar year and plan for the new calendar year. I do. I just don't expect myself to be full of energy and drive and mojo yet to do it all, to go for it. For me, I'm still more in the reflection and preparation phase. And maybe it's similar for you. Maybe it's similar for a lot of us. And that's also why so many New Year's resolutions are forgotten by mid-January or beginning of February the latest. We are not really ready to burst towards something new. Therefore, a new calendar year and the first new moon in Capricorn, which was yesterday, if you listen to this on January 3rd when the episode comes out, is more about planning, putting the needed structures and systems in place so that we can strive towards our vision and goals later, when spring is here, when the energy and the clarity is back. Have you listened to episode 101 that I called The Power of Intention? I said back then that Sagittarius New Moon is a good time to get in clear on our vision for the new year, on the broad perspective. Because Sagittarius is the trailblazer of the zodiac signs and an adventurer who loves to see the big picture. The energy was great back then to set new broad intentions for the upcoming months, which includes, of course, the year 2022. Since Sagittarius was all about the broad and big picture, we now need to go a step further and drill deeper and come from a vision to a plan, which the Capricorn season that we have right now with Sun in Capricorn and the new moon yesterday in Capricorn is perfect for. Because Capricorn is all about structures. It rules the bones in our body and the structure in our life and business. So how I do this is, I do a love tour of the year that has passed. I was just teaching about the love tour in our home in the three-part workshop that I co-hosted with Linda Bins from December 28th to 30th. And people had great insights, but we can do the love tour for more than just our home. We can also do it for the year behind us and then the year ahead of us. So let's do a love tour through 2021 first. And yes, at first sight, that might be difficult. Just like a lot of you, my 2021 wasn't an easy one. But just as I encourage my clients to take a love tour through their cluttered home, I ask you to take a love tour through 2021 and find the good and find the beauty that came with it, even if it was very challenging. Maybe... The good and the beauty is easy to spot, or maybe you have to dig a bit deeper and refocus your eyes and attention to actually not only see the negative and the challenging, but the love and the beauty that was as well. So we reflect back and appreciate and be grateful for all the positive that has happened in all areas of our life. And with areas of our life, I mean how we feel about ourselves, so our self-worth and self-esteem our values and money in our life and business, for example, our communication with others, our home, our creativity, 
our hobbies, our routines and our health, in our relationships, with our inner work, shadow work, or you could call it um, the struggles we go through, all the knowledge that we learned in our career and businesses, in the community we're part of, and in our mental health and spirituality. So you do so by reminding yourself of all the good that happened in 2021 in all of these areas. If you had a challenging year, you might have to dig a little bit deeper, like I said, but we all find something to be grateful for and proud. You identify how you did make progress, what you did achieve, and sometimes that involves hard lessons, but it's still making progress. What new experiences were you able to have? What new people did you meet? What great books did you read? Find it. Find the beauty. Find the positive and then write it down and be grateful for it. This is part one of the love tour where the goal is really to see the good, to focus on the positive. So take as much time as you need to find as many positive things that you can find. But because we are not Pollyanna here, that's why we go into part two of the love tour, where we ask ourselves a little bit more challenging questions. For example, what was missing in 2021? What was working and what wasn't working? And I'm mostly talking about the things we have in our control here, not necessarily about the outside world where we absolutely have no control, which this virus really shows us so clearly. Jeff Walker, guru of online marketing, has a short version of this. He calls it WWDD. What went well? What do we need to do differently? I say what was working, what wasn't working. Anyways, it's always about what you have under control. And then I also love to ask myself the following question, which is from Michael Hyatt's A Year in Review, Complete, complete the Past After Action Report, where he encourages us to ask, what do I feel I should have been acknowledged for last year, but I wasn't? Did you achieve anything that you think is significant, but you feel you haven't been acknowledged for, for it enough? So if you find something like this, Maybe you want to take it a step further and ask yourself, how can I make sure I, I acknowledge myself for it and be proud of myself so that I don't need other people's acknowledgement? We can also ask ourselves, what are the major life lessons of 2021? Sometimes those life lessons come in a challenging dress, but a life lesson is always something positive and to be grateful for in the long run. Another question I ask myself is what was stressing me out in 2021 and what frustrated me? And then how would the ideal 2022 look like and feel like? How is it different from 2021? What could I change in my life and business in 2022 to feel less stressed, less frustrated and more supported? What would I like to create in 2021? If you did listen to episode 101 and made notes on the broad picture and vision you have for the next few months, then pull out those notes and review them and start planning. And this year, I added these questions from the business strategist Lisa Johnson to my list of questions I ask myself. She says to ask, what part of me do I need to leave behind in 2021? 
Who do I need to become to reach my goals in 2022? I thought that was a brilliant question. Ramitze has quite a similar question, but it's more focused on money. He says to ask ourselves, what's one thing I will stop doing with my money in 2022? And what's one thing I will start doing with my money in 2022? And lastly, I love the question from Christine Kane, and she says to ask ourselves, what am I not tolerating anymore? And this can be something really big or something rather small. So just to give you an example, last year when I heard this question for the first time in her two-day retreat, I wrote down, I am not tolerating my half-broken, uncomfortable office chair anymore. And so, in 2021, I got myself a new office chair. (laughs) But so, just ask yourself this question. What am I not tolerating anymore? Again, it can be big or just small, like an office chair. In the three-part workshop last week that I co-hosted with Linda Benz, I talked a lot about how we can't control what's going on out there, but we can control our home and office environment, and we can really think what stresses and frustrates us and how we can create a more supportive environment. I created a more supportive office by having a more comfortable office chair. What is your action going to be? to create a more supportive environment. In the light of the Capricorn season and after doing both parts of the love tour here, what structures, plans, system, automations can you put in place that support you better and that support you in what you want to accomplish in 2022? Start writing down, start brainstorming. Again, don't feel bad if you're not feeling full of spunk and mojo yet to start 2022. Nature is still asleep. The dark is still longer than the light. Our bodies might want to hibernate. Mine sure wants to. That's our nature. Our minds contemplate and our hearts are being fussy and warm instead of brave and outgoing. That doesn't mean we can't start 2022 strong. A strong foundation will come in very handy when nature wakes up and we finally feel the urge and energy to move ahead or even bolt ahead at that time. Okay, my friends, that's what I have for you today. That's how I start a new year. I don't make resolutions. I have intentions and I start to put structures in place. I make sure my foundation is strong. I really encourage you, if you don't feel full of spunk to start the new year, new me movement, (laughs) to at least do the love tours and ask yourself these questions. What was good about 2021? And then in part two, What do you not want to repeat in 2022? What do you want to do different in 2022? That was a little bit of peek behind the scenes on how I start a new year. Thank you for joining me today on the podcast and listening all the way to the end. If you enjoyed this podcast episode and you want to go on a journey from chaos to peace in your home, office, files and finances with me as your guide, opportunities to work with me one-on-one, done for you and done with you are available. Go to conigraph.com to schedule your own personal clutter to clarity chat. 
in the 20 or 30 minutes, we'll see if working together is a good fit. That is conigraph, C-O-N-N-Y-G-R-A-F dot com.